Welcome into the Locked On Knicks podcast. I'm Gavin Shaw. The New York Knicks survived the Atlanta Hawks 116-114, to 114, down one R.J. Barrett. It took Julius Randle's best game of the season and some clutch shooting from Jalen Brunson down the stretch. We're getting to it all right now on Locked On Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-C medical.com. And I wanted to thank you for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day. Um, if you want to participate in that trend, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, hit that notifications bell, and then on your favorite audio podcast platform of choice, be sure to follow along. But if you want to take our relationship, a step deeper. If you if you want to be a little bit, a little bit of a Knicks creep, uh, hit the subscription button to our subtext that is linked in the episode below, and you will get uh, thoughts from Alex and I before and after every single game. Whenever a rumor uh, comes out, and you can ask us any question about the New York Knicks or about our personal lives. Um, but who would you be finding out about? I'm Gavin Shaw. Uh, I've been covering the NBA as a credentialed reporter uh on and off for the last eight years um and i'm also a play-by-play broadcaster covering college basketball um high school sports and a whole bunch of other stuff but um today i'm here to talk knicks hawks a 116 to 114 victory um the knicks had a lot going against them in this game i i thought for most of the night julius randall was was kind of the only guy on the team like having an above Average performance, um, maybe Dante DiVincenzo as well. Um, but he was the only one really, really cooking throughout this game. Meanwhile, the Hawks, it, it was kind of reminiscent of that Bucks loss earlier in the year where, where, where they were just shooting lights out. Like Jalen uh, Johnson was four for four from three. And it was just one of those things where it was like, all right, no RJ Barrett. Maybe this just isn't the Knicks night. And it kind of felt almost like last year where they had all these painful early season losses that just kind of left you walking away. But the feeling of, man, we're better than that team. But we couldn't quite pull, pull it out. Um, fortunately for the New York Knicks, uh, the the trio of Jalen – you know what? I'm not even going to call it a trio. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to say the fivesome of Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Mitchell Robinson, and Julius Randle simply would not let that happen down the stretch of this game. And, and Julius, I mean, it has to be the place that you start. Like, if, if, if you didn't know about his early season performance, like – there wouldn't have been any indicator that this guy was any different than the dude we got last year. And, and that that's been true for a couple of games now, except that honestly, this, this would have been probably one of his five to 10 best games last season, finished with 29 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, 12 for 24 from the field, three for five from three, two for two from the line. Um, he was, he was exceptional. I, I have very few complaints about his performance started off the night, really strong, 14 points in the first quarter. And I think it was just it was the early recognition that the Hawks um, post trading John Collins simply didn't really have a matchup for him. Like there, there wasn't an obvious person to throw his way. And, and he just bulldozed through the likes of Jalen Johnson or like the few times DeAndre Hunter got chances on him. It didn't really matter. Like like his first bucket and, and the next first bucket of the game was just was like a deep catch post fadeaway and Really, what was Atlanta going to do about that? Then he hits a tough step back three, then a lefty spinning shot in the post. Um, he was repeatedly 
trying to thread the needle to Mitchell Robinson. The, the first time it didn't work out, but I was kind of stunned by the attempt. It, it's so obvious that after years of ignoring Mitch as an option, Julius is making a real concerted effort to reward him. And, and we talk and, and highlight all the times that Julius is a bad teammate. This is a great example of Julius being a good teammate. He's got out of his way with RJ Barrett missing these last two games to try to get Josh Hart going. Um, he, he's, he's seeked out Quinn Grimes at times and Jalen Brunson will, will get to it, but he, he's done a really good job of, of, of trying to keep Quinn Grimes in rhythm, trying to make sure that he gets a shot. But anyways, to return to the point ahead, um, Julius missed, missed once, but then in the third quarter, um, he threw a lob to Mitch from a couple feet behind the three point line with a Hawks help defender skying in. And, and he, like it was, it was a dot. He, he put it on uh, like a frozen rope on Mitch's hands. Mitch caught it, flushed it. It was one of the better passes I've ever seen um, Julius Randle throw. Heck, he was even running the floor in this game. Maybe not defensively, but offensively. Um, he, he got ahead of everyone in Atlanta and, and Dante DiVincenzo was able to set him up for an easy bucket. Um, and then just down the stretch of the second half, like, like a driving kick to set up Jalen Brunson for three. And then had another one like late on a post up where Brunson had this brilliant back cut um, with his defender just kind of like stopping paying attention and, and Julius like it felt like one of those possessions in the past you would have probably wanted to just like drive a knife through your head that was that was a little graphic sorry for anyone listening with kids um uh, you, you want to bang your head against the wall um because he was it was a post up and it was just going 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 you're like all right this is gonna end with him taking some crummy fade away and and that'll be it and 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 it'll be a bad possession for the Knicks and instead just last second swings it to Brunson in the corner there's the same thing shot clock expiring catches on an inbound immediately double team because the Hawks just assume that he was going to shoot and he, he zips a pass um inside to Isaiah Hardenstein for a, a buzzer beating finish um has a very late back cut in this game to bail out Jalen Brunson when Jalen Brunson got into the lane and two defenders came there we've seen that synergy between the two of them like ever since Julius turned it around about four or five games ago like he is cutting relentlessly off the ball. Um, I could go on and on, but all that is to say, like he played with effort. He played with focus. He made shots. He was by and large, really unselfish. Um, this, this checked every single box that I could want from a Julius Randall game. And I thought it was fascinating that Atlanta, um, obviously their, um, their coach removed from that 2021 series, but the defense they were playing was, was very similar. Like they tried to shade him with two guys. They tried to challenge him to, um, they they were betting on him being a ball hog, and he just he wasn't that tonight. And that ultimately is what won the game for the Knicks. In addition to uh, some brilliantly scalding shooting from Jalen Brunson, which we can get into in just a sec. But before we do that, I want to tell you about our buddies over at FanDuel Sportsbook because they are just the best in the business. And I was a fan uh, long before they became a sponsor. So score early this NFL season um, and early this NBA season with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. $150 if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Where I've been focused recently are those NBA championship lines, the Knicks, um, minus 4,600 to – plus 4,600, excuse me, to win an NBA championship this year. Uh, do I think it's particularly likely? Not really. But I maybe this is something we'll talk about over the coming weeks. I do think this Knicks team could potentially be really special. Um, so if you want to get in early, now would be a good time to lay some money 
down on that. Um, and you can do so by visiting FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, kicking off both the NBA and the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so we talked, Julius. Uh, let's move on to uh, some Jalen Brunson conversation. Uh, he's had a weird start to his season, right? I've, I haven't really panicked in any real way, and I, I think that was initially because Julius was just so bad. It kind of kind of took up all the panic that I think I and, and anyone who follows this team had within them. And it was all it was all sort of pointed in that general direction. Um, but he continues sort of to have a weird season. He is fini- he finishing like significantly worse at the rim this season. Um, he was so like we, we can go through those Mavs numbers, right? He was 64%, 59%, 72%, 68% at the rim as a Mav. Um, his last two seasons there, that was 92nd and 93rd percentile for a combo guard in the NBA. Um, last season for the Knicks, he was at uh, 60% at the rim, which was about average. But given the fact that he got to the rim at a pretty decent rate, like just slightly below average, um, and he was elite at generating, I think this is the more important thing here, short mid-range shots, right? Where he, they were 41% of his shot diet. And that was one of the better marks for any guard in the entire league. And his finishing on them was really, really good, despite that high volume. Um, Now we fast forward to this year. His rim frequency is down. His rim accuracy is way down. So I mentioned those numbers on the map, 72, 68. Last year, 60% at the rim. This year, just 52% at the rim so far. His short mid-range, last year, 49%. Um, in short mid-range. This year, just 34% on short mid-range. He's shooting exceptionally well from three, 43%, and he's taking more of them. So that's covering things up a little bit. But the shooting around the rim continues to elude him a little bit. In fact, he made just two shots this entire game from two-point range. He, he shot two for nine uh, from two-point range. And one of them was was the game winner um, to, to make it 116-114 uh, with about uh, 10 seconds left in this one and that was that was a beautiful move on deandre hunter and, and look despite the the cold night inside the arc give jb like all the credit in the world for still being willing to shoot that excuse me it's with 19 seconds left in the game um but it's a little bit worrying the one bit of good news is that i also thought his playmaking which i wasn't overly pleased with last year um was it was the same or if anything maybe a little bit worse than last year tonight he was really good in that capacity like there were three different assists in the first half that really caught my eye. Um, there's one where he ran a pick and roll with Mitch. Um, a Hawks defender came down to just kind of bump Mitchell Robinson, um, tag him and, and throw him off his path to the rim. And then Brunson just whipped an offhand pass to the opposite corner to Quinn Grimes for, for a three. Um, then he hit Isaiah Hardenstein on a roll over a double team. Um, that was a pass that he, he hasn't really been making yet this season. And, and then he had this beautiful hit ahead to Quinn Grimes for a three. That, that's just... Um, Again, another one of the few good things he's doing this year offensively is is consistently pushing the pace. And that was a great example of it. Um, just in general, this was something uh, Benji pointed out on Twitter that I really appreciated. Um, the Knicks um, were just not going after Trey Young or putting Trey Young in the action as much. And on a night where they didn't have R.J. Barrett, who's now a 50% three-point shooter to space the floor, like you just see things get very, very cramped. Um, with Josh Hart out there. And I, I think teams um, playing off of what the Cavs did in the postseason and playing off what the Heat did in the postseason 
um, are just throwing more and more bodies in Brunson's way. And if you want to look for a reason that the at the rim frequency and accuracy and the short mid-range frequency and accuracy are both going down, um, that's it. And it's also part of the reason why RJ Barrett's shooting 50% from three, because those shots are about as open as they've ever been. And I think when RJ's out there, teams are going to start to adjust to that. And maybe, maybe RJ falls off a little bit in terms of his three-point shooting, but it will help JB um, around the basket and in that short mid-range, and it will allow him to be even more of a creator once the floor is a bit more spread. But Josh Hart in there, that, that totally goes away. Um, Alex mentioned this the other night, but teams are just not guarding him. They treat him as a total non-shooter, and they basically say, you know what, we, we will live with you going three for five if you want to go three for five on wide open threes for us to be able to clog the paint each and every night. They're not going to treat Julius like much of a shooter. Obviously, Mitch is always at the rim. And, and Quinn Grimes is the one guy out there who gets respected outside of Jalen Brunson. And and look, we've seen, we saw in the Heat series, like Jalen can still execute, even given those circumstances. And maybe what he did against the Heat shouldn't be the expectation, but it, it should be better than what we're seeing now. Um, that being said, the degree of difficulty on him has absolutely gone up, up this year. Um, on a good note, he's definitely playing better defensively. Took two more charges in this one, which uh, have to be taken into account when you talk about him as a defender. Um, and he's generally been pretty solid on that end. So that's good. Um, Emmanuel Quickly, another guy who I, despite like him throughout basically having a fine statistical night, I really didn't love his first three quarters in this game. He didn't create a ton of offense for others, ultimately finished with four assists. Um, a game after he's pretty active on the glass against the Celtics, didn't have any rebounds. Um, and and the, the biggest thing was just that he passed up on a bunch of open threes and, and he seen and it was reminiscent of last year where, where that was um, for the first 15 or so games, just a major, major problem for him. Um, and, and he didn't really look that aggressive seeking out his own shot and getting to the rim. And it was something I talked about against the Celtics, but when RJ's out, like he has to, he has to be more of a scorer and he has to be hyper aggressive. And he has to, again, like play like a dude who, who wants 25 to 30 million um, this year. And, and down the stretch, he did that. Like the Knicks were down. Um, so um, I guess I, I guess I haven't really generally recapped this game yet. The Knicks played a brilliant um, specifically end of the first quarter. They had a 17 to six run after it was seven to seven early in the game. The Hawks came back and tied it. And the Knicks had another run to really separate it ended up being up by as many as 13 um, in that first quarter or in, excuse me, in the second quarter. Um, and then the Hawks come all the way back because the Hawks just started shooting the lights out Um Bogdan Bogdanovich in particular was just was just cooking whoever was on him. The Knicks did a really poor job tracking him. They had major, major issues with turnovers. Anyways, it's all added up to Atlanta leading 101 to 94 about halfway through the fourth. And it, it just, I mean, to me, it, it just sort of felt like the night was over. It was like, all right, this is this is going to be a bad deal. Uh, the Knicks are not going to finish this one off. They're going to run out of steam. And and I was ready to come on this pod and be like, wow, like I knew, I knew they, they were going to miss RJ Barrett. I did not realize just how significantly they were going to miss RJ Barrett. And, and instead um, they come out of that timeout down by seven and Tom Thibodeau uh, to his credit um, kind of reverses course and immediately tries to get Trey young involved in the action. Lo and behold, that gets Emmanuel quickly going. He hits a three. Um, he makes a nice runner and, and then the Knicks are within five. And, and then the Knicks would ultimately take the lead on, on this pretty incredible Mitchell Robinson sequence where um, so he, he, him and Brodson are defending the pick and roll and, it's DeJounte Murray getting a step on Brunson and, and Mitch just hangs out long enough to uh, dissuade uh, DeJounte Murray from going all the way to the rim. So Murray tries to whip a pass to, I can't remember, it was either Okongwu or Capella, dive into the basket. Mitch just anticipates it perfectly, drops back, picks off the pass, 
right on time. Uh, the Knicks go up the court. Uh, nice sequence, but they ultimately miss the shot. Mitchell Robinson just dives on the floor to and and fights off about two different, two or three different Hawks on the floor as he's falling out of bounds. Like flips it. Um, eventually ends up in the hands of Jalen Brunson. Um, he hits a three for the Knicks to take the 102, 101 lead. They would ultimately hold on from there. But I, I say that to say, um, just clutch play across the board from Brunson, from Quickly, from Mitch, and we'll, we'll get into more about what Mitch did um, in, in just a little bit. But um, they they figured out a way to pull this out in a, in a game that again um, they tried to give away a couple of times. Um, but we'll talk about that. Talk about a an underrated night um, for Mitchell Robinson and, and Josh Hart uh, filling in all the gaps. Uh, but before we do, I have to tell you guys about our friends over at Chase Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for the connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. So that means no matter what's happening in the world, uh, whatever's going on, um, you don't have to be concerned about that potentially being an issue. Uh, you can bring on extended travel. You can bring on um, any situation that doesn't allow you to have constant access. So you are covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Rivato prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issue has caused me to cut the pills in half just to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit, and now I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love want to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. All righty, uh, let's wrap up on um, Josh Hart, Mitchell Robinson, and how the Knicks almost gave this game away. So there was just, man, there was a ton of sloppiness in this one. Quinn Grimes um, in like a six and a half minute stretch in the third quarter, had three different turnovers, and he just had, um, even going against Trey Young, like give, give Trey Young credit, he got a, n- a number of pokeaways, just a myriad of issues holding on to the ball. That was kind of a team-wide theme. DiVincenzo had a really bad turnover when he came in in the fourth quarter, and even even in the first half, Jalen Brunson had uh, a play where he committed, I think maybe just because it was, it was Clyde wasn't on the call, so he wasn't there to scold him. Um, he committed the Cardinals in a passing where he got up in the air and, and just sort of threw it away to no one. And it was it was a real theme on the night for the Knicks that they were just not careful with the basketball. And then some bad fouls. I mean, quickly fouled Bogdanovich for three, like right when the Knicks were going on a big run at one point. Um, and that, or, or excuse me, right after the Knicks went on a 9-0 run, and that stalled things out quite a bit. And then on the uh, like a little later in the game, you saw him foul Trey Young, and that could have doomed the Knicks. That made it 113-113. Though, to be fair, the Knicks challenged it, and they probably should have gotten that call reversed because it was very obviously ripped through, which as of about a decade ago is, is no longer supposed to be a foul in the NBA. And down the stretch of this game, um, after that Jalen Brunson shot, it felt like things were sealed up. And then the Knicks uh, failed to get the ball in, which if you remember was an issue going back to last year. I saw Benji mention Isaiah Hartenstein would be a great option to get it in because of his height to me. 
it, it's just about having multiple athletes, uh, not athletes. Well, you want to have multiple athletes out there, but having multiple outlets. And I wouldn't mind having a, a bigger guy in, in Isaiah Hargerstein who could pick them out. But that play was just so clearly designed to go to Brunson and only Brunson. Um, and when he was smothered and it was just quickly setting a pick on him um, and, and, and the Hawks did a really smart thing, which was to have the guy guarding the inbounder, pivot at the last second and, and cover up whoever was coming close to the ball. Um, you you got to have like three, four guys who can get the basketball. And, he, and even if that means just throwing it as high as you can to Mitchell Robinson, um, the dude is currently the best rebounder on earth. So he can catch. And obviously you don't want him getting fouled, but you, you get my point. In an emergency, you should have options. If you're the Knicks, you should have options on those plays if you're Tom Thibodeau. And it could have cost New York. Um, and, and then they nearly turned it over even after getting it back um, when DeJounte Murray committed a lane violation, um, but ultimately made their free throws down the stretch. Uh, Bogdanovich missed a desperation three, and the Knicks were able to hold on. Uh, but Mitchell Robinson, um, his impact in this one was really impressive from a box score perspective on, on a night where we mentioned the Knicks. Um, because, look, this is a team, right, that typically does not shoot the ball very well. And they have a great offense because they're, they're low turnover. They get to the line and uh, they get a bunch of offensive rebounds. They were high turnover tonight. They had 16 of them. They did not get to the line. They had, they shot 11 free throws compared to 26 for the Hawks. They made half as many free throws as the Hawks. Um, where they made up for that is they shot really, really well. They shot 48%. They shot absurdly well for three. They shot 47% um, on distant, uh, from distance for this game. Um, and then Mitchell Robinson did what he always does, six offensive rebounds, nine defensive rebounds, 15 of them total. And on top of that, he had two different plays that I remembered, made of the even minute third in there, where he was fouled going for offensive rebounds. And teams at this point just have no idea what to do with the guy, have zero clue how to contain the guy, and, and he simply has his way. He, he made Clint Capello, who is like – the guy, I don't know, this is this is a deep cut. This is for people who've been listening to us for the last five years. But when, when Mitch was a rookie, Alex and I would always reference Clint Capella and say, if he could just become Clint Capella, man, oh man, what a steal that would be for the New York Knicks with the 35th pick in the draft, taking a guy who was a total project. And now he is babying Clint Capella. Clint Capella has to put Mitchell Robinson on his birth certificate. Um he had like, like Clint like tried to post him up at one point and Mitch just so casually like boxed him out and then swatted it. And the fact that the Hawks over and over again, just had to repeatedly foul him to have any chance in the basketball. And it, it, the, it's not even him just winning in the air with his athleticism. It's his strength. It's his tenacity. The guy just like, even on the ground, that play I referenced absolutely has a nose for the ball. And it's, it's a joy to watch every single night. Another guy who that's, perpetually true for is Josh Hart, who had another one of the biggest shots in this game. Like when it's 107, 108, the Knicks were running out of time on a possession and just had this great cut to the basket. Jalen Brunson, like looking for an outlet, hit him on his way there. And he hit a runner to make it 110 to 107. It really reminded me, it wasn't as crazy, but that like people remember the shot he hit against the Cavs, like that, that fadeaway jumper shot clock buzzer beater with a 127 left. It was just about the same time in the game. And it felt like it had the same importance in that if he had missed it, I, I just don't think the Knicks would have ultimately won this one. And then defensively had this incredible like late rotation um, when the Hawks would have gotten a layup and it was him helping the helper got over. Um, I think it was Jalen Johnson. Maybe it might've been, it was probably Okongwu um, tied him up and helped the Knicks eventually get the ball back um, and then hit a 
Yeah, that that shot clock buzzer beater. Um, he was just he was just really clutch, really solid throughout. Um, Quentin Grimes, I already said the negative for him. Um, he left um early in the fourth uh, with a left hand injury after he got tied up trying to block Bogdanovich. So you hope he's okay. Um, Tom Thibodeau post game just called it a bruised left hand. So hopefully that's nothing significant because he did he shot really well this game. Um, a guy who's coming in forty percent from three did nothing to. Lower that average, three for eight from distance. Again, Jalen Brunson, really, really proactive, searching him out. I really love that he, at one point, attacked the closeout and went for a lefty dunk. He got swatted on it, but we've just seen him so rarely even look to get to the rim. And, and in this game, he had Trey Young on him, and he's still uh, – part of it was, again, the lack of touches, and a lot of those touches just meant a quick three-point shot, which I never mind with him, but I want him to be at the point of his career where he's confident in attacking a Trey Young, confident in attacking a Duncan Robinson, and – and whether that's the fault of like where he feels he is on the next pecking order, and whether or not he has the right to do that on any given possession, or whether that's just not within his skill set at this point, um, I, I think it is within his skill set because we always see flashes from um, in terms of his handle, and he's great at the rim, uh, great at finishing at the rim, anyway. So hopefully, more and more of Quentin Grimes' attack at the rim, but some good shooting from him, and that is is a sight for sore eyes. Uh, Dante Divincenzo, I thought, had a awesome game. Uh, Outside of his four turnovers in 22 minutes, which is an ugly, ugly number. needs to be cleaned up. But six points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. Just did a little bit of everything. He is um, just another guy. And this is this is something we noted when he was coming in, who can be a connector for the Knicks in the same way that um, Josh Hart was. And I thought made a big difference last year because he had that. And before that, it was really only Emmanuel Quickly and Quentin Grimes, the guys on the roster who just consistently – make the extra pass and, and make the simple pass that led that leads to great offenses over and over and over again. Um, and he just does that. And it really helps when he comes in, especially, especially I think it's compounded like when you have a Jalen Brunson or Julius Randall out there, because those guys can crash a defense, but in, in times in the past, I don't want to call this guy out because he's gotten so much better at it. But in the past you'd have Jalen Brunson or Julius Randall crash a defense and it would, kick out to RJ Barrett and things would just slow down sometimes. And instead it's Steven Chenzo and he's, he's quickly like, he, he knows exactly where the basketball is supposed to go next. He is a defensive playmaker. He had um, a absolutely sick finish over Okongwu. And, and those are just the type of shots that he's been trying and missing basically this entire year. Um, also pushing the pace really well. I mentioned um, about 20 minutes ago that assist he had to Randall. He had another play where he got a steal pushed the pace and got Emmanuel quickly a three. And it was right when the Hawks were cutting into the next lead and just, just felt like a very big play. Um, he just had good moments. This one, Isaiah Hardenstein, uh, final point. He was, he was really, really solid. Had a couple nice tippins. Um, there's some short jump hooks that you'd like to see go in for him, but he's just a good player. The Knicks get 48 minutes, a good center play every night. And it really helps them. Um, I don't really know what's going on with RJ Barrett. That's the, that's the somber note to end things on. Um, Again, he was, he was apparently missed tonight's game with a migraine. Um, I know people perpetually have migraines in some cases, so it's totally plausible that that is actually what's going on, but it does strike me weird, as weird that he missed uh, a game two days apart because of similar migraine issues. Um, but maybe someone who's more informed on how migraines work um, can uh, let me know that I'm Dead wrong about that. Uh, the Knicks really, really need him. I don't think this would have been a close game if R.J. Barrett played. I think uh, this is great news. I think we are clearly better than the Hawks, um, especially because Trey Young is shooting like 36% from the field this year and uh, did not uh, torture the Knicks in the way that he has in the past in this game. So that was really good to see.
Um, but I think the Knicks are going to be awesome when RJ is fully healthy. Uh, so that's it for this one. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with, with a mailbag episode. Might try to get a guest for that one. Um, but until then, uh, we will talk to you very, very soon on Locked on Knicks. <laughs>